calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. And on this episode, we have another guest that I saw on TikTok, um, Trip. His TikTok is filled much like, well, I was about to say much like our previous guest, but I guess our audience doesn't know that we're recording back to back tonight. But not all the guests we bring on is full of spooky content on their pages. Uh, Trip is another creative who has all kinds of content on his TikTok, and I would definitely suggest you check it out. Everything from military information to creative projects as far as music he makes and art. It's a lot of um, interesting stuff going on there. But yeah, Trip, welcome to the podcast. Hey, well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe your experience with the supernatural? Um, so it's, it's kind of weird and buried. Um, and what's interesting is it did not start at all until after my third deployment. And then it completely ceased when I got out of the Marine Corps and started being able to sleep more. So I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it or not, but I'm also of the mind that like, like every culture everywhere has some type of like, you know, supernatural element to their society and either you or someone, you know, has seen a ghost. So there is something there, but whether that something is something that's actually supernatural or just a part in our brain chemistry that says, Hey, there's spooky shit. And I don't know what to do with that. So let's just say it's my dead uncle or whoever died here before me or some type of demon or something. It could be either one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good, that's something that I think we grapple with as skeptics who want to believe all the time with the stories we hear. Um, so something we usually ask our guests when they come on is where they fall on kind of the belief supernatural scale. Zero meaning I don't believe in ghosts at all. Ten meaning I absolutely believe in ghosts. I think in your case, I would be interested in knowing where you were before you started having these experiences after your third deployment and where you were bef- uh, after that. So before that, like, um, I guess the best way to put it is um, I I believed that that kind of thing was probably real just because, like, I believe in God and you can't really have a religion without thinking that. Although I'm also of the mind that if I die and I'm wrong about religion, I'm not going to be mad about it. (laughs) So if it turns out it was all, you know, public psychosis or whatever then it's i'm gonna be like oh, okay all right cool or or there'll be nothing and i won't give a shit because i won't, won't exist know. at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh where where is that you were deployed trip um so i did uh two afghan deployments and then uh two deployments on ship and this is after a ship deployment which That's was good. weird because everybody else that i know that has like ghost stories that has been to like iraq and afghanistan they all come back saying that place is haunted as fuck and i'm like wow. i mean i see i saw some weird shit there but yeah 
Yeah, we had one other guest who had been deployed. I think it was to Iraq and she saw a, oh gosh, guys, what was it? it it's essentially what we would call a like, a, yeah, yeah. Like a genie, but is that the bad way to say it? Like a gen. A gen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's weird about that though is as per that, you know, tradition or religion or whatever, like uh gen aren't good or bad. They're just there and they're kind of like people in a sense that they're, you know, they they're they come into existence, they live their whatever you call their lives, and then they fade out and die. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's different generations of them and like they would I guess be around longer than us and in the spirit realm. Spirit so it's almost like they're their own entity. They weren't something that turned into something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Or from what I understand, I could be completely fucking wrong. I don't know. <laughs> no trip. You're our expert. So <laughs> what you say is is law around here. Um, so so yeah, that's interesting. So in your third deployment, was there anything that was significantly different in that deployment than the two previous deployments that might have kind of set off these experiences? I mean, I did a lot more jerking off and a lot more jerking, <laughs> but uh, I don't think anything on that that wavelength, though. However, what is weird, though, is those experiences that I had in that barracks room when I came back, that, that kind of started them off. Um, the person that lived there before me on his way out said, hey, be careful, that room it's fucking haunted. So, I mean... I, I, that might also come down to uh, like, I don't believe in like, you know, using crystals to like make your chi better or whatever, but like, you know, random like places do have their own energy or like uh, frequencies that, you know, come through them. Like the, the earth itself has one, even if that's just, you know, friggin', you know, atoms bouncing around at a certain speed, you know, creating whatever vibration. So maybe there was just like bad natural energy in that room and that tricks your brain into saying, Hey, freaky shit. But right. The, like that room always gave me a fucking eerie feeling anyway. Um, but one of the things that like really freaked me out or like, I guess like the big one that happened there was like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm laying on my bed, but I'm like looking at another me across the room and it's talking to this like tall, skinny green thing, but it didn't have like ears or like a nose. And it only had like a little bit, almost kind of looked like a fucking space alien. It was like wearing like these like weird cream colored fucking robes and shit. But um, I remember asking it who it was and it told me, but I don't remember. And then I asked where it was from and it said not here, but the way it said not here kind of gave me chills. Like what the hell is going on? Um, it, like implying that not from earth or, you know, this plane of existence or whatever. And I said, well, what do you want? And it said, uh, I'm just checking things out. And then it stopped talking to me across the room and then looked at me in bed and said, now wake up. So I wake up. I'm freaked the fuck out. I think I had a fucking nightmare. I don't know what the fuck it was. But what the worst part about that, though, was I was like, all right, well, I need to, like, balance myself. You know, I'm going to get a glass of water or some shit. And as soon as my feet hit the floor out of bed, my doors and windows slammed open and all my lights turned on. Jeez. Weird. I was so ready to just dismiss your whole story. It's like, oh, well, that's a dream. Yeah. That's really creepy. Is it windy there? Or like, is there any other explanation? Um, I mean, it was a brand new building and the locks worked. I don't know. Like if it was in the building we were in before that, um, we call it Castle Grayskull because it had been there since the fucking 60s and it looked like a medieval castle almost. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, not an aesthetic, but in that it's a giant piece of shit that's been here for fucking 50 years. Somebody should tear this thing down. Uh, none of that shit worked. Like fucking windows would just like fall out of the sills because, you know, you had an earthquake that was this fucking big. Uh-huh. Yeah. So before for, for our listeners, that was a gesture of a very small size. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before that deployment, you would say you did not believe in like anything supernatural or ghost or I mean, I, I would say that like I thought it was probably out there, but I never experienced it for myself. So I'd be like, Oh, wait, wait you have a ghost story? Tell me about that. That's that's Ooh. neat. And then as okay. soon as it was done, I'd be like, All right, well, I'm gonna have a cigarette because that was spooky, right? <laughs> right, guys. Kind of like yeah. uh, how like you watch a horror movie and afterwards you're like, oh, I better not go in the woods tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like the yeah. basis of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. We're all like uh, that. <laughs> was there anybody else in the room with you or were you alone when that happened? Uh, no, I was alone when that happened. However, when I was in Japan, I had, I had a buddy that also randomly saw stuff every once in a while. And we're on base and we're hanging out in the you know, smoke pit behind the fucking barracks. And there's a bunch of other fucking people there. And um, me and my buddy Chuck were talking about some random bullshit. And then this fucking like samurai dude walks by and we're like, hey, dude, check out the samurai guy. And then everybody else like, dude, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And we're like, well, okay. 
Oh my gosh. So both of y'all saw this yeah. spirit or something walk by. Wow. Yeah, that's that would be like the only shared experience, and that lasted for all of five seconds. So I mean at least it was a samurai. I mean, that's a pretty awesome ghost to see if you're gonna see a ghost. Yeah. That base I was on, uh, so this is in Okinawa. They there's this rumor that goes around there, and apparently this has been happening for like decades because I've heard people that were in the Marines in the 70s talk about this, as well as you know, guys that were in you know a couple of years ago. But there was this back gate where um, you know, you'd have like two centuries there, you know, checking IDs, you know, make sure nobody's breaking in or whatever. And uh, this like Marine would walk up in like World War II garb with a fucking machine gun and, you know, just like all tattered, covered in blood and shit and be like, hey, dude, you guys got a smoke. And then they'd be like, yeah, let me go grab a smoke and then turn around to like grab the radio because there's a fucking dude covered in blood with a fucking gun. Um, mm-hmm. hey, uh, we need uh, a little bit of backup here. And they turn around. The dude's gone. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. But wow. I don't know if that's like ever happened or if that's just something somebody like came up with. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing with the supernatural is, you know, we we have been fortunate enough to be curious about this and be doing this podcast for a year and interviewed probably close to about 100 people now. So, I mean, we've all gone up on our scale of belief, you know, or whatever you want to call it. But it's also hard because you are hearing all these stories, you know, first, secondhand. I've had one experience from when I was a kid. I essentially was playing hide and go seek and put my hand through what I think was a ghost and it looked at me. But I don't even know if that was true or not, partially because I've told the story so many times. I don't know if I've like created the memory at this point because I was like, you know, nine or 10. And I feel like it's such a hard, it's a hard thing to kind of nail down, you know? Yeah, no, memory is weird like that, too, because like original, it's almost like the telephone game, like something happens to you, like, yeah. say, you know, hey, I drank something out of a yellow can. And then you tell that story to somebody else. And they're like, oh, yeah, so you were drinking cores. You know, like, yeah, so I was drinking cores. Next time you tell that story. And then next time you tell that story, somebody's like, are you sure it wasn't Coors Light? And you're like, well, fuck, it might have been Coors Light. And then it's like, well, it was a silver bottle. So it might have been Bud Light. And that works the way to tequila somehow. And then uh, some story that started off with you drinking something out of a yellow can and falling down the stairs mm-hmm. story about tequila midgets and hookers and a donkey show in um, Mexico. Yeah. And that can happen from like an experience on one day to literally like two hours later. And I find like the details tend to stick with you more, the more like traumatizing or like intense those experience was. But even then, like, it's just natural for it to change. And because humans just typically like to have more attention. So sometimes you can just subconsciously change the details to be a little more exciting. Yeah. Like, look so. at the angle. Check out what happened. <laughs> yeah. I think well, it's also thing- just hard to admit to ourselves that, or at least for me, to admit to myself, yes, this supernatural experience was 100% real. I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. Well, we also want to be special. And that's a story you can tell that not everybody has. Right. So that makes you more interesting than everybody else. So, hey, look at me. I'm cool. You know, as a comedian, I really appreciate that uh, analogy. (laughs) There's not a single podcaster who doesn't just want to be special. That's why you started a podcast. I'm in the same boat, man. (laughs) Do you have a podcast? Yes, I do. Uh, nobody listens to it though, so I mean, what is it? What is it? Uh, It's it's called uh, Trip Smoke Pit. Hell yeah. yeah. And what do you do on trips, Smoke Pit? I uh, find someone that wants to drink beer and talk bullshit for an hour and a half. And then that I say an hour and a half. And then in about an hour, if I am bored, I'll say, all right, so we're out of time. Bye. And then other times it's like, all right, it's hour three. I have to like leave. I'll see you in 15 minutes. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I noticed one of your pa- uh, patches on your jacket says Smoke Pit Fairy Tale. Oh, yeah. No, that's my uh, book series. Oh, fuck oh. yeah. You have a book series? I do. That's yeah, so cool. kind of a, a jack of all trades. He also, I was watching some of uh, your, I guess you call it music videos you made. I don't, I don't know what the exact wording you would use there, but the yeah. music you've made. Yeah, it's it's all fascinating, interesting stuff. I mean, it's, Thank you. I think it's, it's, it helps also too. I think people think, oh, this person was in the military. They're this way. I think it's kind of cool um, that you're able to show people like, hey, you know, we can be creatives too and do all kinds of things. Yeah, no, I think that's a big flaw in the veteran community because it's like you spend four years of your life doing something. And I don't even say veteran community. You see the same thing with people that like went to like a nice college where they spend four years of something in their early adulthood when they're really still fucking kids. And for the rest of their life, they let that like one chunk of their existence define their being. Yeah, mm. for sure. 
for sure. How do you feel when people will like say like, oh, thank you for your service? Is that like uh, something that makes you feel weird or is that appreciated or? Um, in, in general, like I just say, yeah, thanks, man. And like keep going. I, I don't think too much of it. But at the same time, like I don't really think anybody's genuine about that. Mm. Like it's like, oh, hey, thanks for doing this. Like, cool. I didn't help you out at this at all. And if you really meant that, you would have joined. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank uh, you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Noah. Um, or, or the other thing, though, too, is like, uh, I love when they're like, hey, we support the troops. Like, cool. Can I get a job? No. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you just said, well, that's not what we meant. Right. Well, I'm curious, because you are a creative, have your experiences with the supernatural had any impact on your creativity at all? Um, I... The, the characters in my books um, all have nightmares um, or dream about stuff. There's a lot of ghosts in the books, kind of, but they only ever appear in dreams. So I try to present it in a way to where the reader might be like, was that a ghost or was he just having a fucked up dream? I don't know. But um, I don't have it like, you know, being like the ghost in the guy's house or anything. You know, it's like the ghost of some dude that, you know, died next to him in war. So it might be a ghost, might be PTSD kind of let the reader decide that one yeah kind of like a, a realistic approach to the supernatural i guess yeah. Yeah, so like, my question is um we have a lot of people on this podcast that you know may might not have really concrete like experiences but they are all about like their energy and their empath skills and like they can read the room and read people and i feel like you're beliefs in the supernatural have been influenced by like actual experiences that you've had and a combination of other things. But would you say like, do you feel energy and people's like energy in, in a room? Like, will it shift? Well, if, if you're asking if when somebody walks in the room, I see like a green cloud around them. <laughs> <no. laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think that there probably is something to that. Um, if maybe some people, can uh or like in tune with whatever sense that is to be able to pick that stuff up um i know most people aren't but i know that my dog is so yeah. i mean like you ever walk an animal around and they're like nice to everybody but they meet like one person like no i don't know what it is about that person mm -hmm. asshole stay away from them so and if a dog doesn't like you and you're like what did i do in a different life to make you feel this way <laughs> yeah no like that that's i i think that's that's a justifiable reason not to like somebody like my dog doesn't like you sorry yeah so, i think I mean, that like, about maybe, myself maybe. every time i uh come into our house and our neighbor's dog barks at me so. <laughs> well barking's different like my dog barks at people like aggressively but she just wants them to pet them like that's just you know every dog has their own love language not saying that you should pet every dog that barks at you uh, leave that up to the owner but you know my hound is very uh bark forward i would say maybe that's a uh, a sense that you know we lost i guess because if you want to look at it like really philosophically, like uh, that whole getting in tune with nature thing, if you think about it, like way back in the day, like you're, you and your family, or you came from a line that lived on a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, give me a second. You and your family lived in the same place, eating the same food out of the same earth from the same like mile radius for like 500 fucking years. You're going to have some type of connection with that land, whether or not it's, you know, mental or physiological or whatever or it just comes from eating your own recycled shit over and over again for however many generations back you're gonna have that as to where now like you're kind of fucking weird if you live within 100 miles of where the fuck you grew up yeah yeah, yeah. for sure well and it's also like i mean i i think it's like a survival mechanism that's been passed down evolutionarily for for animals to be able to read like who is a threat and who's not and uh you know that but you know just because something's uh, a survival mechanism that's uh part of evolution doesn't mean it's always accurate it just means right. that the general rule it is interesting i haven't thought about that of course that exists for humans some yeah. way sharper than others I normally say on this podcast, people always talk about energy and I just felt that energy shift. I'm like, well, what? Is, I have no idea what that feels like. But I guess where I do relate to it is in performing when in front of a live audience, you do like 
there is a give and take of energy between the performer and the audience. And that's like completely absent over any of those uh, yeah. Zoom shows. So, yeah, I like to fill the audience when performing, like, you know, when they're super high, it's, I feel like that raises everything a little bit. Okay. So I've gotten us way sidetracked. Um, so trip, what I saw on your TikTok, and I mean, I looked at a bunch of stuff, but the, the, one of the supernatural things that I saw that made me want to bring you on the podcast, you had mentioned that you'd encountered ghosts and maybe even demons. I can't remember, but that you had your own approach to dealing with this supernatural when things felt volatile. Um, because as we've heard people come on our podcast, some have said similar things to what I heard on yours, but not exactly to your mantra, but some have also been like, no, you just have to, you know, they're kind and, and kind of went into what you spoke about on your TikTok. So can you tell us about some specific instances that maybe didn't feel safe where you had to treat the supernatural in the way you did and kind of how you dealt with that? Well, yeah. And I'd start that off with saying if they're kind, nice beings, they wouldn't be waking me up in the middle of the fucking night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like one of the things that like really shook my faith, you know, it's like the first few times, you know, that happened, you know, I'm just shaking in my bed, like what the fuck is going on? Don't move, don't move, don't move. It's, it's visions based on movement. If you don't move, it can't see you type shit, you know? Um, and then at some point I was like, all right, I'm tired of this. Hey, uh, Let's see. Let's see. I'm a Christian. I should know this. Uh, uh, in the name of Christ, you have to leave. And then it doesn't leave and you get more scared because like all of a sudden your God doesn't work. And you're like, well, shit, nothing. Everything's a fucking lie. God damn it. <laughs> and you get mad at everything. And then yeah. like you kind of get to the boiling point. You're like, you know what? If a person was doing this, I'd punch him in the fucking throat. So you throw up the covers. You go, hey, fuck face. Fuck off. And then for some reason, they don't like that. And so you have fine. felt like being aggressive towards whatever these entities are has actually made them, I hate to use the word disappear because it makes it feel hokey, but, but like disappear out of the room or, or leave the situation. Yeah. Um, and the way I've had it explained to me, which I, I guess makes sense in the context is that um, uh, th these things like feed off of fear. So they show up trying to make you scared so they can get some type of, substance off of it but like fear and anger are not the same wavelength and that's not what they're there for so if they realize they're not going to get dinner like why hang out at the restaurant oh that's interesting and how many times did that happen to you um less than 30 over the course of maybe seven years wow Barracks are like notoriously fucking haunted anyway. And I don't know if that's just because there's so many people there or because of all the negative energy that's there because everybody's always, you know, smoking, drinking, fighting, you know, whatever the fuck you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, whatever Motley Crue was doing in 1985 didn't die. It just went to military barracks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that makes sense. And so did you, did you see, I mean, obviously you saw them, but like, can you describe what some of the more visible entities that you saw during those 30 or so experiences looked like? Um, actually, most of the time I didn't didn't see them. You just kind of like felt it fucking there, um, which almost. You remember that uh, toy that they had in the 90s where it was like a picture of a face and then a bunch of metal flakes in it. And you'd have like a little magnet pen to like draw a mustache. Yes. on it. Yes. Uh, sure. Imagine that your body is that thing and the entity or whatever it is is that magnet piece and it pulls all the shit inside of you towards the magnet so like if it's moving around you can like kind of feel about where it's at or if you get up and move around you can kind of feel where the hell it's supposed to be at um the only one that i like actually like no shit hard outline saw saw um this was in uh 29 palms this is my barracks room and i wake up in the middle of the night and i start to feel that like tingling oh it's almost like uh, a cold electricity's in you and it started off in the middle of my back. I'm like, all right, something's here. Okay, um, you need to fuck off. And I turn around and I see this thing and it's, you know, we have it's seven, eight foot ceilings and it's all the way up to the top of the fucking ceiling. And it had this like, like spear fucking thing it was holding in its hand and it didn't move or didn't say anything. But if I looked directly at it, I couldn't see it. But if I looked over to the left a little bit, it was there. Look over to the right a little bit, it was there look at it see it and like i wasn't like scared at this point like i was fucking pissed off i had shit to do tomorrow like i couldn't afford to be up all night so it's kind of stared at where it was and went fuck off and then nothing happened so i'm like fuck off 
and then nothing happened. So I sit there for like 15 minutes going, dude, fuck off, dude, fuck off, dude, fuck off, dude, fuck off. And then it doesn't. So I go outside, have a fucking cigarette, come back in and it's fucking gone. Wow. Do you, would you call these entities like uh, the word we hear a lot of shadow people? Is that where you would kind of go with that? Or I mean, maybe, but I think if you get into the technicality of it, like shadow people, ghosts, demons or different things, and I wouldn't know how to divide them up inside that category. Yeah. I mean, like they're yeah. shadowy things. <laughs> I've, I've never understood how some people have like such clear definitions on what these are. So, Trip, what do you think about like seances and uh, Ouija boards? Since you've had your kind of own experiences, do you give, do you think those things are real or how do you feel about that stuff? Um, I, I think they can be. Um, and this is going in with the assumption that this is like, there is a spirit realm and this isn't just, you know, brain chemicals doing whatever. Um, but if you just have one in your house, like say like a Ouija board or something, you're not doing anything with it. It's not going to like you know, magnetize fucking spirits to it. But if you put your energy into it or whatever, and like inadvertently invite shit into your house, then yes, it could act like as a conduit. Um, seances on the other hand, I think that can be, either fucking way because on one hand if you like mass hysteria is a thing and if you get five people sitting around and one goes oh my god what was that click and then somebody doesn't say the pipes do that um everyone else will be like well i heard it too i heard it too i don't know what that weird noise was um but at the same time though you could also like i guess chain link everybody's energy together to create a ma magnet yeah, I really want that for Cat. We got to figure out how to chain link all our energies together to conjure up some being. Oh, I'll get through it. I can do it. I don't I'm think you starting can. To, I'm starting to manifest it. I'm, I can do it. That's what I say now. Yeah, but like always in the back of my mind, though, is like, hey, dude, worst case scenario, what if the fucking exorcist happens because <laughs> one thing at fucking Walmart, you know? And then we all die. Trib, we had on a guest, um, her name is Maeve, and her, I think it was her great uncle, was that right? Uh, her great, yeah, great uncle. Uh, her great one uncle. Was one of the um, priests who performed the exorcist on that uh, girl that the exorcist is based on. That's, that's gnarly. Yeah, which I didn't even, I mean, I hate to admit this as somebody who has a ghost podcast, I didn't realize that was based on a true story until that interview, so. Well, I Although, think it was based on two. Um, one of them was some boy in Washington, D.C., and the other one was some German girl, which I think uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose was more mm. based on. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, what I do think is interesting about that, though, is every religion also has like a, a, a exorcism or like anti-spirit ward off ritual, which, mm. again, you can look at it both ways. Like, is this the banishment of demons or does this ritual trick your brain into not doing the dumb brain thing that this is going through right now. Yeah, there's got to be like some kind of placebo effect, in in my opinion, of of those sort of things of like, oh, well, I'm protected, and then I, that you know instills kind of this sense of confidence and security. Well, what I hate about that argument though is that if okay, so. We're going to do the, the horror movie trope bullshit, right? Okay, so uh, you're possessed, right? You're random Catholic girl. You get possessed by a demon, so we bring in a Catholic priest to take the demon out of the Catholic chick. Um, she was Catholic to begin with and protected by God. How the fuck did the demon get there in the first place? Oh, oh no, God's testing you. Yeah, I think there'd be an easier way to do it than condemning you to fucking death. But I mean, I'm not God. God works in mysterious ways. And I'm going to get struck by lightning and go to fucking hell. But well, they probably have good podcasts yeah. in hell. So you, you'll be OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably only have Natty Light and they only play fucking Florida Georgia line. Oh, God. So that does sound like a special kind yeah. of hell. That yeah. is enough to convert me to Christianity. <laughs> I am. Um, so especially on like our Real Hauntings account. And Kat, you probably see this, too. Like if you go through our feed we get all kind of ghost stuff like recommended to us. And I, I landed on something the other day where somebody was claiming to be showing videos from the dark web of ghosts. And I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And it showed somebody who 
I mean, it looked like their head was almost turned around backwards and they were like crawling up a wall. It looked like it was from like a movie or something. But if that's what happens in when somebody's possessed, I don't think anybody would let that person live. Like, I think they would be so scared they would attack. Them. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that they could. Especially before like 70 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the thing. One of the things I struggle with the supernatural is we all have like high def cameras, like all yeah. our beings now. And look, I also believe a ton of the stories we've heard on the podcast and I, I stand by that, but it's just hard for me to understand why we don't have more video footage of stuff in general, you know, because they don't want you to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. The they. Yeah. As someone, they don't ask who they are. <laughs> as someone in the military, do you think that there ever could be like a, a cabal of world government leaders that competent to uh, to keep something under wraps like this? Um yes and no. Like on, on one hand, like I'd like like take the fucking X-Files route where it's like Dude, if I saw this fucking alien, like I'm gonna go tell fucking everybody about this shit. On the other hand, like we don't officially know what the fuck goes on in Area 51, and Area 51 is the most public of the black sites. So obviously they can keep a fucking secret. It's just yeah. not gonna be with your regular dudes that are in. It's gonna be with people that have been in for a long time. They're not gonna let you even onto the fucking base or into the fucking room unless like they know that you're a diehard fucking for the cause fucking guy so mm -hmm. yeah but do you think the secret is as like fantastical as you know pop culture kind of would lead us to believe or do you think like the government is kind of like yeah we want people to think that we have aliens at area 51 because then they'll have no idea what we're actually doing there um i mean it, it could be um i don't know if that would be the government though as much as say you know whatever fucking corporation owns all five fucking you know media companies or fucking like nabisco and pepsi or whatever and it's yeah. more of a money grab thing um i don't know if it's like I, I definitely believe that there is something like that but i don't know if it's any more nefarious than i want more money and this is the easiest or the most secure way to fucking do it yeah well i'm curious and jj is always very interested in aliens you had that dream that kind of led into a supernatural experience do you believe in aliens have you seen any like ufo stuff when you were in the military or anything like that you could share with our audience no um i i haven't ever seen anything like that i i do believe that there are aliens i don't know if they've ever come here um and that's just because given the size of the fucking universe it's mathematically impossible for life not to be out there yeah however them coming here uh, there's some weird shit i'll give you that like um the one that people have been citing more recently is those uh, um, Navy fighter pilots that like have one on camera and it's like, okay, no, that that's weird. I don't know what the fuck that is. And you would think that if that was some type of like experimental fucking aircraft, the Navy would be like, Hey, don't release that shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is real crazy, uh, which is why I'm much more likely to believe and I mean, I already believe in aliens. Like you said, I'm not sure if they've been here or not, but that stuff makes me much more likely to believe that they have been here. What's really interesting though, um, not so much about aliens themselves, but about alien abduction is that uh, there is the, there is that, you know, sleep paralysis fucking phenomenon that we go through, um, mm -hmm. or people in general go through. And getting abducted by aliens while that shit's going on in your head, um, the sleep paralysis part of it, is a American and West Europe phenomenon. Um, oh. the, the aliens part of it. Um, in Asia, the same brain stuff happens, but you're getting abducted by a sea witch or like in Africa, oh, some like weird type of like folk vampire, but the same brain process is going on, but whatever culture you're in um, modifies what the actor is that's assaulting mm. you during your paralysis. Kind of like religion in a way. Yeah, kind of. Really. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I uh, I think out of all the supernatural stuff, if I could pick one to be real, I would love for vampires to be real. I don't know why. That just seems 
horrifying but kind of like hot at the same time you watch too much true blood <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> i definitely did i can hear the theme song just as you say yeah <laughs> okay that's uh yeah well, i have a question about that though um why is it that like absolutely fucking every time besides like twilight and i'm not even sure about twilight because i didn't like dive too far into it but it's okay, we got a Twilight expert here. Do not. Why, why is it that like every time there's some like super old American vampire, they were always in the Confederate Army? Oh, is that a thing that happened in True Blood? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. where else did this happen? And in uh, those books, the really famous vampire books that I read that True I forgot Blood? the name of. No. I mean, oh, that's what we just mentioned. <laughs> it, it's a trope interesting that's huh. true oh there is a in, in twilight there uh, one of the brothers is a soldier i don't know if they like define him as a confederate but in fairness there. how many ghost stories have we heard where people got visited by confederate soldiers like but we are in the south but we've heard a ton of ghost stories too where that happens you know i mean the confederacy is scary as fuck so yeah well, I, I mean like you even get those get right here too like uh because you know i'm up in pennsylvania and um uh, you know we made it i'm sorry not we yeah we he didn't make it this far north but he was like just south of here so like a lot of the ghost stories around here too are confederate ish ish oh that's interesting -ish. yeah weird too is like what what can go into that is like people like to think that the civil war happened in virginia and georgia but like it went all the way out to arizona mm. oh yeah like it was a wow yeah. war. they just don't make movies about the confederates in fucking new mexico well yeah. i am originally from kansas which is where the civil war really started so yeah are you proud of that. that i am proud because my state was a free state and it was the assholes in missouri who came over and started shit so you're really holding on to that huh JJ? yeah <laughs> there, there was a hotel i stayed in in palm springs one time and uh the, the room just felt weird I, I don't really know how to describe it yeah besides that um but i had this fucking nightmare that you know there was this like woman at the end of the bed fucking like crying and like being sad and i was like well, you don't have to be sad like we can cuddle if you want and then like they crawled in bed with me and then i woke up like as soon as it hit the sheets and was all like freaked the fuck out but again i don't know if that was just a nightmare or I love that your instinct to a stranger is like, come on, come cuddle with me. Crying. I mean, what, what the fuck? And she seemed hot. I don't fucking know. <laughs> come on, it's fine. Do you often have vivid dreams? Is that a standard thing for you? Uh, you, you know, not, I don't, not, 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 not a whole lot of the time. Like maybe every once in a while. Um, but I almost never, unless it's something weird like that, um, have a dream that I'm where I'm sleeping. Hmm. I see what you're saying. So that's what kind of maybe makes you think it was potentially a supernatural experience because it's it's in the same room that you're in at the time that you're sleeping. Right. Yeah, that you is because like most of the time, like I'm in an empty pool and there's like a broken skateboard. And for some reason, I'm Peter Pan. <laughs> I have to like go kill the yeah. shark that's terrorizing the desert. Of course. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I will say there's one uh, bed in my mom's house, childhood house. Or no, sorry, in my mom's house, my childhood house. Um, and the bed frame was like, I think her dad's and they grew up on a farm and all the history is there. I think there's a new bed frame now. I could be wrong. Anyways, I don't sleep in that room because anytime I sleep in that room, I have like the most insane, scary dreams. I've never mentioned that on this podcast because I haven't thought about it in a while because I never sleep in that room anymore. Yeah, but maybe that room's just got bad energy or whatever mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I, uh, I thought I broke my toe last night. I was coming Aww. back to bed uh, after checking on my kid uh, who had woke up in the middle of the night. And I have um, a couple like free weights, like kind of pushed under the bed, not pushed under far enough. And Ow. I was like, kind of half awake half asleep and hit it full force my pinky toe on a dumbbell and i turned the lights on and it was just like a splatter of blood like it like a dexter scene uh underneath uh, and like the 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 rubber from the weight had rubbed off on the pinky toe like that's how hard it, it hit it how is this 
this relevant? Um, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> love an impression on the room. Yeah. And 500 years from now, it's going to be a show. Oh. Um, yeah. So like I cleaned it up or whatever. I don't think it's broken today. The swelling went way down. But anyway, I, I dreamt all night about different scenarios where things were happening that I hurt my foot because I was rolling around in the bed. And I, and my point is, it's interesting how things going on in the outside world can influence our dreams, which, you know, we don't understand a lot about, but they do influence us while we're asleep. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, maybe that has something to do with it, but I mean, I don't don't fucking know. Really glad you gave us that visual. I'm sorry about your toe, (laughs) Noah. (laughs) I did have a weird one like that when I was a kid. Um, Wasn't me personally, this was like a full fucking family thing. Um, I don't know why the fuck this fucking slipped. But uh, it was my mom's mom's mom. So like great grandma. Right. And it was like New Year's fucking Eve and like 1990 fucking something. And uh, she gets tired and goes to bed at like, you know, eight or nine, like right when like the food started to come out or whatever. And uh, there she ended up uh, like dying in her sleep that night. Right. Oh, wow. After going to bed at like eight or nine. But at the picture that, you know, the family fucking took of like everybody at New Year's fucking whatever she's like in the fucking picture whoa and, who and did that you was s- the same that was the same night yeah and do you think that's one of those examples of like the the details of the night like mixing up through storytelling i mean no because we have the picture and we know that she died before fucking 10 p.m or was in bed on a way for the night before fucking you know 10 right wow wow yes what does the rest of your family think about that? Um, that that side of the family is all about it, but they're also like fucking like I don't talk to them because they're the absolute worst type of fucking religious zealot. Um, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I said fuck earlier. I am going to hell, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't yeah. talk to my mom's side of the family at the. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. a warm seat. It's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's super spooky. Uh, we just interviewed somebody who took a picture with a Nokia cell phone back in the day. And there was a, what looks like a man with a bone underneath him in the picture. I mean, I, I don't know anything that provides some kind of visual evidence of the supernatural is always pretty interesting. Um, and it's nice to hear about it from somebody who's seen it because you never really know what you're looking at online, with that stuff. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. or like even like old ghost shows where it's like we caught this on camera and it's like, yeah, how do you know right. that was a person? This is a security camera. Oh yeah, yeah I get it. They're dressed like they're from the Renaissance, but I mean, or like YouTube is filled with that stuff where it's like in 1998 this thing happened. I'm like, well, how do I know this is not right. just people with cameras <laughs> filming? Like, right. I've filmed shorts. I know how easy it is to make pretend like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard to, hard to know, mm-hmm. but that is a fascinating story. And I appreciate you sharing it. Um, yeah, thank the, you. So Tripp, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to see your TikTok, if they want to check out your music videos, buy your books, how can they find you online? Um, if you're trying to get a hold of me directly, uh, my Instagram would be the easiest way to get a direct message to me. And that'd be at uh, Tripp Ainsworth. Other than that, if you want to check out my stuff, like all the links are listed for everything at the top of uh, smokebitfairytales.com. Yeah, I would say definitely check out um, his your TikTok because you do seem to do a lot of engagement with your fans. I see you ask and you know answering questions. Content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see you answering questions all the time, especially like military related stuff. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to. It doesn't seem like it has to be that. You kind of run the spectrum of what you're interested in, so it's kind of cool to see everything what going on. When I wake up. <laughs> Well, Tripp, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your supernatural stories and us kind of going all over the place on this episode. It's fun to just kind of break down stuff and chat sometimes. And yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. All have a good night. Yeah, yeah you, you too. too. Thanks, thanks, too. thanks so much. Have a good night. Wow. So I hope I never have a nightmare and then wake up and all the windows and doors slam shut. I don't think I can mess <laughs> with that kind of energy. No. Yeah, no, thank you. No, no, no. If it's an alien, I might be like, all right, I'll go with you. If it's yeah, if it's an alien, I want to find out more. It was oh. funny like watching because I do this a lot when we have guests on. I watch JJ's face to try to figure out what JJ's thinking <laughs> about a story. And you I could see know. I could see like uh when he was 
talking about the dream, I could see the wheels turning in JJ's mind of like, well, yeah, obviously it's just a dream. And then when the like button of the story came to like all the doors and windows, you know, slammed, I could see JJ be like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, all right. I, I respect that. Yeah. Do, you, do you watch my face? Oh my God. I'm so dumb. I thought you meant, I was like, what is my face? <laughs> Oh, like a TV show. I was like, what is like my space? No, uh, my face. You watch my well, see, Kat, I think I feel like you and I are on like a similar wavelength a lot of times. So I just assume usually what I'm thinking is is probably close to the realm of what you're thinking. But with gotcha. JJ being such a hardline skeptic, I, I find it fun to try to guess what he's gonna say or you know, think such of a close hearted yeah. jerk, but yeah. But I'm also like broken inside where I don't know if you guys are like this. Like if I go to a restaurant and like say I'm eating with like my wife, I can only hear the conversations that are going around me. I have a hard time not focusing on like everything else that's going on. So it's kind of like that same thing going on. And that's as an OT, I would like to recommend noise canceling headphones. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you're at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Screw what people think. Okay. <laughs> There's no one is eating his Chinese food with his noise canceling headphones. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. I I thought he really kind of hid the lead there with that story at the end. That was probably one of my favorite stories we've heard on the podcast. Where of his grandmother showing up in the picture? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that was weird. That's pretty wild. Uh, and it was also interesting because we just interviewed somebody who's biggest story revolved around a picture of a ghost so it's kind of interesting that we have that back to back you know mm -hmm. yeah but like kat said is that is that did the chain of events really happen in the order that he remembers it yeah. or is that just an issue with human memory being yeah. all and, and we'll crazy? never know and i guess that's kind of what makes this so much fun you know is that there's always pretty much speculation around it um but i don't know i mean like you know, JJ, I know you say that for you to like 100% believe you would have to, you know, really experience something kind of in person. If you looked back on a picture and saw what appeared to be a ghost in that picture without an explanation, would that make you more likely to believe or do you think you would dismiss it? Ooh, that's a good question. I guess it depends on what I could actually see from the picture and what I remember from taking that picture. I mean... It's it's easy now with digital cameras because you see the picture right after you take it. But for film, like some time has passed and I can imagine that might cause some lapses in memory. But, you know, I don't know because it's pictures are so weird and cameras are very weird instruments. And sometimes they capture things that, uh, you know, it's just like looks like some crazy sort of thing. But really, it's just the fault of, uh, you know, some shaky well, movement of the photographer, or some weird lighting thing going on in the room. Well, only one of us on this podcast has gotten a picture of a ghost and Draco Malfoy in the same time at a movie theater. So, I mean, Kat, why don't you tell us about what it's like to actually capture a picture of the supernatural? He was not really Draco, but he was dressed up as Draco. The um, ghost or a real person? The, a real person. And... Yeah, I mean, there's been ghost tours where the tour guide is like, okay, here's the place. Always use your flash. Take a picture of this house or this spot. Some of you will get orbs and some of you won't. And like, sure enough, half of us did, half of us didn't. And there weren't any lights on at the house. It, it, there weren't street lights. There's nothing like reflecting back at us. Um, and I took like two or you take like four or five pictures or more. And a lot of mine didn't have orbs and some would, depending on where we were. And that's kind of this. And like in the movie theater one, I never thought to look for it. So you just think it's like the projector and like all that stuff, but projector wasn't on. There were no lights flashing back. Same kind of thing. And you shared that on our Instagram, right? Isn't that on our Instagram? I think so. It's like way at the beginning. Okay, but the orbs are not ghosts. Like that is something that photography experts have verified that is just like like reflection of dust in your camera lens. JJ's not an expert, so we can't believe him or trust him. I just keep looking at JJ's hair right now. For our audience, Kat, how would you describe JJ's hair tonight? He has a half man bun, except he... It's a ponytail 
and he stuck pencils in his hair. But right now he's aggressively Googling orbs in photos, ghosts, fact or fiction. Anyways. It's it's something in photography called backscatter. That sounds like something else. That's um, an optical phenomenon resulting in typically circular artifacts on an image due to the camera's flash being reflected from unfocused motes of dust, water droplets, or ghosts. <laughs> it says, or other particles, <laughs> air or water. And they look identical to all the orbs I've seen in my pictures. So yeah. there we go. Who's to say, guys? I don't think we should, you know, I'm skeptical about everything. You don't think we should end the podcast here saying like forever saying, OK, we proved it. JJ proved it with Google. With Google. I'm just saying we know that the orbs are not ghosts. I'm not saying anything about any other claims. We what are breaking you- up as a podcast. So if you'd like to find out if we're still together, um, tune in next week. And on that note, I'm just kidding. Orbs have always been kind of a difficult one for me. Now, where I I get more curious is where people claim to have seen orbs with their own two eyes. I'm like, well, what what is that? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, those people are crazy. I've seen one. Don't do that. <laughs> JJ spicy tonight. JJ's gonna go do some Reiki, and we'll tune back in next week. <laughs> with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. hey there it's rachel ballinger and i am extremely excited to invite you to rachel uncensored it's my podcast where i sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.